They claim that our eyes will just be created a slightly different from what they are when we talk to the same are you doing tim <laughs> i'm doing fine but you didn't welcome anybody to strange familiars they might not know where they are yeah, that's true it does seem like um a pleasantry that we shouldn't skip yes welcome to strange familiars everybody sorry for my rudeness we're happy you're here it seems less like we're talking to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah right on tonight's show i'll be talking with heather she's got some ghost stories disembodied voices and a port of some keys, and strangeness and orbs in a cemetery, including a Ouija board planchette that moves by itself, which we have audio of. You can hear it moving? Yeah, you actually can. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think the video is on our TikTok, but we're an audio podcast. Yeah, it's true. As much as uh, people do want video. But oh. I, I spend enough time editing audio. I, I'd be happy to do like a video version of it, but... I can't take on video editing at this point. Oh, no. Yeah. We're not video people. (laughs) We have the face for radio. (laughs) So I've been told. (laughs) I say that as a collective. Yeah. We're not like... So so I've been told. We're not going to be influencers. We're not going to be... We're just going to be people with a mic in their house. I'm very influential. (laughs) Before we talk with Heather, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for your help. We could not make Strange Familiars without you. If you like what we do and you want to help us continue to make Strange Familiars, you can become a patron at Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All of our patrons get commercial-free versions of the weekly episodes, as well as bonus episodes. We do at least one full bonus episode for our patrons every month. Most often we do two. Sometimes we do more. Again, to find out more and to help us, you can go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. You can also subscribe via Apple Podcasts. There is a subscription there. I think it's called Patron of the Strange. You can sign up and get the patron shows that way as well. I haven't added all of the patron shows yet. There's more than a year, and I'm trying to add more as we go along here, but we've had a busy couple weeks with stuff unrelated to the podcast. So I will get back to adding those patron shows to Apple as we go along here. Alrighty, without further ado, let's go ahead and hear my talk with Heather.
I'd like to welcome Heather to the show. How are you doing tonight, Heather? Hey, I'm good, Tim. How about you? I'm doing all right. Well, you reached out to me, I think, on Facebook, and you said you had a number of stories for us. I know it has to do with some haunted houses and some mystery lights and all the things we love to talk about here. So you can be as general and specific about this as you want, but when and where does this start? Okay, so um, I grew up in Childersburg, Alabama. This is a small town. And I want to say my first experience was um, I was maybe 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. Okay. Um, And that's when everything started. So the very first thing that ever happened to me was, I don't want to say like our house was haunted because like I grew up on my Papa David's land and we just like pulled in a double wide like beside his house. So I don't think it was the house. I'm pretty sure it's the land from what goes around in everyone's houses around there. So my first experience was I was laying in my bed asleep and I just wake up for no reason and there is a woman standing beside my bed and I can't remember if this is when I started wearing glasses or not and I don't know how I knew it was a woman. She was super blurry just standing there beside the bed and I was like, I just laid there looking at her and she didn't move, she didn't say anything and I just remember being really, really scared and just staring at her but I couldn't like make her out. I couldn't tell you like her facial features or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember just like closing my eyes really, really tight. And as soon as I closed my eyes, just feel like I I wasn't trying to go back to sleep, but I did eventually just end up falling back to sleep. But as I laid there with my eyes closed, I hear scratching beside my head, like nail, like someone's fingernail was just like crawling the wall beside my head. Wow. And <laughs> and so I, I just fell asleep, but I was, I, I was just so scared that I couldn't move. And <laughs> I don't know how I fell asleep um, during it, that. But. Well, that's always, the, I mean, we get enough stories of that, and it happened to me before, too, where there's no way you should be falling asleep, but you do. Right. Yes, I was so glad like to hear that and all like a bunch of your other podcasts or your other stories from other people like just saying they just fall asleep and Yeah. But that was the first thing that ever happened. Um, I don't remember like telling my parents about it or anything or uh, I don't know what came of it but mm-hmm. um, that was the first thing that happened. Most of the time it was just like little bitty stuff. Like this would happen all the time. I always slept with my TV on, and so I would always wake up, and my TV would be off, and my DVR player would be off, and my closet door would be open. That happened all the time. That was on a regular basis. And so I always had my bed facing, like, away from the closet. But it was so weird. It was like I would never look at the closet, but I would know that it was open, and then I'd wake up the next day and it would be open. I could just like feel it open. Wow. Yeah, no, thank you. And I don't know. If that's, yeah, I don't know if that's like the feeling of something in there. Like, um, it was a pretty big closet. Like it was maybe five or six feet deep inside. But 
So I don't know if it was like the feeling of like that empty space in there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, I'd always wake up and it would just be pitch black in my room without the TV and stuff on. And like back then, this was like 90s, 2000s. And so like I didn't have a flat, those flat screen TVs. I had like those huge, super huge TVs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know they had like timers on there. But, like, I never set a timer for my TV to go off or anything like that. So it was really weird. And it wasn't wasn't somebody coming in and turning it off? Definitely not. I know I shared a room at the time when I saw the woman beside my bed, but at this time I had my own room. Mm -hmm. Because at first that's what I would, that's what I felt like my sister came in there and I called it to, like, get some clothes or something, you know, and then, like, sneak off. But, um... I was a super light sleeper, and I think I'm still a really light sleeper, and I think, like, growing up, like, hearing noises and stuff all the time, it has something to do with that. Like, any little noise that I hear, like, I jump awake, like, really scared. Mm-hmm. So that would happen a lot, and nothing, like, I never saw any other ghost in the house except for the woman. My mom and dad, they, and they've never seen anything or heard anything. My little sister, my little brother, they currently, they still live there. They've never seen or heard anything either. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I have no idea what's up with that. So, there was, I was probably a little older. I was 15, 16, 17, probably in that time frame. And... So this was mm, 2007, 2008, and I had sleep paralysis in the house just a few times, but it was always the same dream that I would have. I would be laying there asleep. Well, I thought I was awake, of course, but I would be laying in my bed, and I could hear something in my room but I couldn't see it and it was like talking in a different language but I'm not I couldn't tell you any sounds or anything that this was making but it just sounded like a different language to me at the time mm-hmm. and I just remember like it always being behind me and I would eventually be start being thrown around my room And I could just, I remember trying to scream for help and I couldn't make a sound. And I would always be trying to like grab my doorknob to open the door. But it was really scary. This accompanied the sleep paralysis. Yeah, I would just dream like the things just throw me around the room. And then I would like get close to the, like, like he like threw me at the door and I would like land by the door and I would try to grab the doorknob and scream for help, and I couldn't. Mm. And the whole time, like, I'm being, like, tossed around the room, he's, like, talking, but I couldn't tell you, like, what he said or anything. Mm -hmm. I dreamed that a lot, maybe four or five times, but then I would always, you know, I'd just wake up laying there in the bed, and I would just go back to sleep. As scared as I was, I was just like, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, it doesn't make sense, but it happens. 
Yeah. And I would sleep with my headphones on a lot and listen to music in my sleep so, like, noises and stuff wouldn't wake me up. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be, like, loud noises, but, like, even, like, the TV turning off would make a noise. I guess I, I would hear, like, the noises stop, I guess. Mm-hmm. That would wake me up. So I always put with my headphones in. <laughs> and there was one time that I put my headphones out and... I was like, it's going to be okay. So I was just laying there. And at that time, I was in just a little twin-size bed. And that's how the frame was. The mattress was a little ways off of the wall. So there was like a gap, like maybe four or five inches off the wall from where like the headboard was and my mattress was. And I hear the death rattle noise coming from that little area from my bed. <laughs> Hmm. And uh, do you know what that is? I've heard, uh, you know, like when someone died, I've heard a death rattle. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, I, this time I jumped up and I run out of my room and I'm so scared. And I, the living room's right outside my bedroom. So I just sit on the couch and I, I probably sit there a, a few hours, but then I just went back to my room and went to sleep. I just kept telling myself that it was nothing. I didn't really hear anything. Hmm. So I just went back in my room, put my headphones in, and I went to sleep. Yeah, that would be a creepy one. That one scared me a lot. The other times I just, like, lay there and go back to sleep. But that time I jumped up and had to, like, collect my thoughts and before I went back to sleep. Were you familiar with, you know, the sound of a death rattle? Like... It was, have you watched The Grudge before? Watched what? I'm sorry. It's called The Grudge. uh, uh, I'm not sure if that's one of the ones I watched before or not. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, It's like the noise that the girl makes on that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought thought that was called The Death Rattle, but I, I, I could be wrong. Okay. So one day... I'm getting ready, trying to get somewhere, and I can't find my car keys. And I always put my car keys in the same spot. Me and my mom are looking everywhere, over the, all over the house. And I'm like, well, maybe my dad took them and was doing something with the car because he's always working on cars and stuff and fiddling around. So we're looking. He doesn't have them. And, I mean, we probably spend a good hour searching for my keys. And we just sit down in the living room, and all of a sudden we hear, like, jingling of keys hit something. And I look at my mom, and I'm just like, I just heard my keys. And so I walk into my room, and my keys are right there on my dresser, (laughs) just, like, out of my (laughs) wall. Wow. Yeah, I can't explain that one. Um, My sister's... I have four sisters and a brother, but I'm sorry, three sisters and a brother, and they weren't messing around or anything. It was just me and my mom looking, and they just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this mm-hmm. happens too. Like, things would go and come back, you know. I don't know if they're technically a port when that happens or not, but uh, many, mm-hmm. many stories of that. 
Yeah, I can't explain that one. And then me and my sister had the same experience, but not at the same time. I was visiting my parents' house. I stayed there. It was about eight years ago. I, I spent the night there. And me and my sister, I'm sleeping with my sister and Helen. And I get up, and I'm, I go to my parents' room, and I take a bath. And so I'm sitting in there in the bathtub, and I hear this man start talking. And I'm just sitting there. I turn the water off, and I'm listening. It's just, he has like this raspy, old man voice. But I couldn't make out anything that was being said. And so <laughs> I get out of the tub. I go to my kitchen room, and I jump back in the bed, and she's asleep. And so I wake her up, and then I didn't say anything to her. She gets up, and she goes in my parents' bathroom, <laughs> and she's getting ready. And after a little bit, she comes in there, and she says, how do you won't believe what I just heard? And I looked at her, and I was like, what did you just hear? And she was like, I heard an old man talking in Mom and Daddy's bathroom. Hmm. And, and I was like, that is why I ran in here and jumped in the bed because I heard the same thing earlier. It was just so weird. Can't explain that one. Never heard it again. Nobody else. No, never heard it again. Nobody else. My parents were at work, so they weren't in their bedroom or anything. And could you make out I, what I was being said? I could not. Um, and I didn't ask her if she could make anything out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was super mumbled, but I could tell. That it was just an old man. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Pervert um, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess so. That I never thought of that. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so this was this happened the same day. My sister, she's getting ready, and I'm. I started feeling really sick. And me and her was supposed to go over to her best friend's house. And I told her, hey, you go ahead and go. I'm not feeling too good. So she leaves, and I stay in her room, and I get in the bed. And I take off, like, the jewelry I had on. And I put everything beside the floor, or beside the bed on the floor. And I take my pants off. I put them down. And... I was probably asleep, probably five or six hours. I woke up, it was uh, probably almost midnight uh, when I woke up. And something has my leg and is shaking my leg, like to wake me up. And I thought it was my sister or my mom or somebody, and I opened my eyes and I'm like, what? And Nobody's there, but I can still feel the hand on my leg and shaking me awake. Wow. And, and, and I go to look down off the bed to grab my stuff, and my stuff isn't there. It is up on top of my sister's dresser, and I was like, I didn't put that there. <laughs> so I grab my stuff, and I put on my clothes, and I leave. <laughs> this was about eight years ago and during this time um, I worked at a summer camp so I left 
and then I drove to the summer camp, and I spent the night there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time that I stayed there, and I have not been there since. Oh, wow. I will not stay there. Yeah, I will not stay there. Just being there during the day is, I, I don't know, just a weird feeling, but nobody else. They're like, it doesn't feel weird to me or anything, and they've never seen or heard anything. One of my sister's friends, my sister that lives there now, her friend said that she had an experience. She told me that she was coming over to spend the night or something, and she couldn't find my sister. My sister was in the shower at the time, but she didn't know. And she was like, Cassie, where are you? And she heard someone in Cassie's room say, I'm over here beside the bed. I'm beside the bed. And the way my sister's bed was, like, you couldn't see the other side of the bed because of where the, you walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I'm, on, I'm beside the bed. I'm on the other side of the bed. And so she walks in there, and nobody's in there. <laughs> and my sister, Cassie, she comes out of the shower, and she was like, Cassie, I thought you were over here. Someone said, I'm over here beside the bed. But it wasn't you. <laughs> wow. I know we were just sitting around the table talking about it one day, and that's one of the stories that she told us. So there's this place called Cemetery Road, and it's in, I, I think it's like in the Talladega National Forest. It's like Talladega and Montford area. Been up there just a handful of times, because it, it's like a four-hour round trip from where I live to go there and back. So it's a pretty long job. So anyway, um, went up there. The, the first experience that I had up there was the video that I sent you. Yeah. Of, um, a divorce recording um, saying, I think it says boo, like it's trying to scare us, but... I know other people, they hear it say something different whenever I play it for them. It just sounds so weird because it sounds like it's over the radio static, but then it also sounds like it's like in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. But it was just me, my sister, and my husband's best friend's boss. We were sitting there trying to communicate with whatever's up there. And my husband and his best friend was off walking somewhere, so they missed it. But they heard it across the cemetery, and they came over, and they're, they're like, what was that noise? So we played it back for them. This was really weird. So another time I went, we went with, went with a whole bunch of people. And we're sitting in the cemetery, and my cousin's wife is pregnant, so she goes off. Uh, with my cousin, in the woods to pee. <laughs> they go, like, on the other side of the vehicles. We have our vehicles parked where they're, like, facing out of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's on the other side of those, so we can't see her. And a little while goes by, and we're just walking around, and we go, we start to go on the other side of the vehicles. And there is a wad of toilet paper on my Jeep on, like, like just a huge pile of toilet paper on my Jeep. And I'm just like, um, what is this? And I was like, I pulled my cousin over, and I'm just like, I don't think she would do this, but I 
think the toilet paper that you use in the woods to use the bathroom or whatever is on my Jeep over there. And he was like, no, she went off so far in the woods. Like He was like, I didn't want anybody to see her. And um, he was like, that was not right there. Wow. So I don't know how the toilet paper got on my Jeep, but I don't think like someone would purposely just like pick that up and put it on my Jeep. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot that but, has to go into that, right? Like somebody would have yeah, to know where they were and then I think so too. decide yeah. to do that. It's just, yeah, that's weird. And there's always orbs everywhere. Like, if you want to see orbs, like, this is the place to go. Like, you will see bright orange, red orbs. You'll see white orbs just walking around the woods. Is that the... So you sent me a still from a video of a blue orb. This is a different thing, okay? Okay. (laughs) This happened about two years ago. We were getting ready to leave. And it was me and three other people. And we're just sitting in my Jeep, just sitting there watching, listening. And there's, it's crazy how high the orbs will go. Like, this orb was, like, on, like, the top of the trees. Again, we're part where we're facing out of the cemetery. And see this orb come up. And it's not, it's kind of weird how to, I don't know how to explain this, but it was kind of like it's like a tether going down and it's like attached to like this person is walking across the cemetery where we're about to pull out to leave. And so the orb's above them and um, I'm just sitting there like no one's saying anything. And I see this man walk across the opening of the road that we have to leave down. And I flip on my lights real fast, and it vanishes. No orb anymore, no man walking across. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, did y'all just see that? And everybody's, like, freaking out, like, yes. And I was like, why didn't y'all say anything? And they're like, I couldn't say anything. And I was like, I couldn't either. Wow. So you saw this, that was this figure of this man walking, but... Above him was the orb. Yeah. And it was sort and of moving. Always, it was sort of moving with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I, I don't know if that's like every instance for like an orb. If it's like, you know, tethered to a good. I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. phrase that, but I don't. It's so weird. Yeah, no, but that's, a, that's almost, cool. I could only see like the bottom half. Like I could see like the pants and the shoes, but it just, it, it just looked like baggy pants and like some work boots maybe, Mm -hmm. but nothing like in the war or something like that. I'm not sure there's, not sure like a time frame to put that, but everybody else saw the same thing. 
I'm not sure, like, how old the grades are, so I'm not sure, like, who would be, like, up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I went up there again with two people and me, and we kept hearing, like, these really weird noises. And it's not like they weren't animal noises. It was kind of like music, but I cannot explain, like, what it sounded like or a tune or anything. It was like nothing that I've ever heard before, and it kept getting closer and closer to us. And so I was like, okay, we need to get in, because we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just get in the deep and, like, just be ready to go. And it gets closer and closer, and we have the windows rolled down. I'm in the driver's seat. My friend, my cousin's in the passenger seat, and then her wife's in the back. And so I was sitting there just listening to whatever that noise is, and it keeps getting closer and closer. And all of a sudden, the noise goes off right beside my cousin's head. And me and her wife start freaking out. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God, roll the window up, roll the window up. And she was like, what? What happened? And we're like, you did not hear that? And she was like, no. And we're like, that, that noise was right beside your head. But she didn't hear it. But there was, like, nothing there to make a noise. Mm-hmm. So that was really weird that she didn't hear it, but we did. Can you describe um, it, like, the way it sounded? I cannot. It was like a, oh, gosh, I can't. I have no idea how to explain it. Like a hollow, vibrating noise. I don't know. I have no idea. But it had a Um, a musical quality to it. It did. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what, what that's about. And... One other thing that happened up there was we're all just sitting there just waiting for something to happen. We're just standing around. And so there's, so the road getting to the cemetery is this little tiny dirt road and there's super big potholes everywhere and it pulls up to the cemetery so it's, it's kind of like a hallway into a room. We're sitting there in the in front of, it's, we're like in the middle of the cemetery. And all of us, like it's super dark, but what, it, what we saw was like blacker than black, but it looked like a door appeared out of nowhere in the cemetery. And I, all of us are standing there looking at it. And it looked like this huge, just round door. Everybody was standing there looking at it, saying, do y'all see that door over there? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I thought I was just seeing stuff. But everybody else saw it, too. I can't explain that. I didn't see, like, anything walk out of it or walk into it. Mm-hmm. But it was blacker than... But then it just, it just like, yeah, it was blacker than what it was in the middle of the night while we were out there. Wow. And it just went away eventually. It wasn't there long. But that cemetery is pretty cool. I always plan to go back. 
It's awesome. And so I forgot about the story about the cemetery where I got the blue flash of I don't know what it is. So I go out there with my cousin and her wife, and this cemetery, I live in Columbiana, Alabama, mm -hmm. and this is just a local cemetery. It's like a mile from my house maybe. And we're just going to go out there and mess around on the Ouija board. <laughs> and so we're playing around on the Ouija board and just asking questions, you know, and it starts moving by itself while we're asking questions. And we keep seeing this flash of white, a flash of blue light everywhere. Like it would be behind my cousin and then behind me and then off in the distance. But it happened, like, the whole time we were there. And I've heard people on your podcast talk about, like, Will-O-The-Wisp, I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it, like, reminded me of, and that's what I always, that's what I keep calling it, but I don't know if that's what it was. And so we're playing around on the Ouija board, and the board drags itself across the ground. Or, so the planchette goes off of the Ouija board while we're playing it. And then we're going to try to get it back on there and the board slides across the ground by itself. And that's when we call it quit. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> um, but the video that I screenshot, the blue light from, it was a really, really long video. It was probably 45 minutes long. And that was the only time I got it. It, like just a split second. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is so hard to get these weird lights on film, yeah. and especially to get a color with it. Uh, it's pretty, pretty fantastic. The image you have here. It's so difficult. You know, I've tried dozens of times. Uh, still photography, yeah, film, everything. And usually we just get little spots of light, if anything. So yeah. this is a really, really neat photo. Yeah, I tried, like, messing around with, like, the lighting and the contrast and all that stuff. And when I was playing with that, it kind of looked like a skull is around it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I don't know if that's just... I'm not sure if that means anything. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Haven't been back to the been back to that cemetery and messed around or anything since then. I wanna go back. I mean it's right here but uh, people's schedules and I have a baby now so it's kinda hard to get out and do anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> at <Yeah>. night <laughs> I get that. But yeah, I heard in one of your other stories that someone said like they're they don't like illuminating thing, like they're self-illuminating, I guess. I yeah. think that's what they said. I mean, I mean um, I've seen them both ways, but most often okay. it seems like they don't light up the woods around them. Yeah, and this, it didn't light up anything around it. And it, it was so bright, like someone just like, like a huge like clap of blue light. But mm -hmm. it, it was so weird. It didn't like light up anything around it <laughs> there's a few stories from my grandma's house I don't know if like being ghost hunting for a really long time like my aunt and uncle would always take us 
and their kids. And so I don't know if, like, everything is haunted from, like, us going ghost hunting and things following us back or something. I really don't know. But at my grandma's house on her land, it's her, my papa, and then my aunt and my uncle. And her son and his wife just moved in on their land, too. So there's different stories from everybody's house. At my grandparents' house, my grandma, she would go to bed, and my papa would sit watching TV. And she thought he would be coming to bed. Like, she, she would hear his belt buckle hit the floor and hear, like, feel him lay down in the bed. And she would roll over, and no one would be there. Mm-hmm. That happened to her a couple of times. She has a video of an orb outside of her front door just going crazy. I mean, it's flying everywhere. But you can tell it's not a bug or anything. You can tell, like, it doesn't have wings like a bug. It doesn't look like a bug. But it's just going crazy outside of her front door. Hmm. Um, the video is in black and white, and the orb is gray. It was really weird. I don't know if she still has the video or not. I'm sure she does somewhere. But there was my papa and my cousins were up in, like, the workshop doing something. And they see the host pop come off the ground, and it's just standing. They said it's, like, five feet off the ground just standing there, like someone's holding it up. And then it just falls. And they said, like, the water's not running to it, and even if the water was running to it, they're like, it wouldn't just stand up like that by itself. Right, yeah. Um, And... We had a swing set that my papa built for us, and they had 10 grandkids, so there's a bunch of swings, and my papa built us this huge swing set. The swings were going back and forth off, like, one would be going up and or up, and then the other one's going back, mm-hmm. and no one's sitting there swinging on there, <laughs> and they're just going by themselves, and my papa, he took the swing down. <laughs> <laughs> After that, at my aunt's house, which is like down a little hill from my grandma's house. So it was like my aunt's house down the hill, and then my grandma's house, and then up a little further up the hill is like a pool deck and my papa's workshop and stuff. And so at down at my aunt's house, uh, my uncle said that one night he was laying in the bed and he gets woken up and said that, the kids are going crazy playing in the living room. And he goes he goes to tell them, hey, y'all need to chill out and go to bed. And he gets up, and no one's in there playing. Everyone's asleep. And he's like, he doesn't know what was going on. So he just goes back to bed. And that happened a few times. But it happened in my aunt's uncle's house. And then it also happened up on the pool deck. My grandma, they had a camper up there, and sometimes my grandma likes to sleep in the camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, I hear kids playing on the pool deck all night long. Oh, wow. She's like, no one's, no one's, I mean, no one's there. And so I don't know what little kids are doing around in my grandma's house. <laughs> or I don't know any of the history of where I grew up or, or her 
she lives in Sylacauga. And I don't know anything about the history of where they live either. I've never really lifted up or anything. Mm-hmm. One instance with my aunt, she saw a huge black figure standing in the doorway of their bedroom. She, she woke up, my uncle, and I, I'm not sure if he saw it too, but I know that she said that she saw it and it, it just vanished. Mm. I don't know what that is. And then she has another story. She was in the shower at her house and she heard the death rattle noise when she was in the shower and all my cousins joked about it because she comes running out of the bathroom butt naked <laughs> <laughs> and she's freaking out about it. So I'm not sure like who's haunting their land over there either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I just feel like we brought a lot of stuff back with us from all these places that we've been. I mean, um, you know, maybe. What is your grandmother's attitude towards it? Like, is it upsetting for her? Uh, no, just, no, I just, <laughs> no. She doesn't care. She's like, whatever. <laughs> just something that happens. It doesn't scare me. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't scare her. She's not bothered by it. Mm-hmm. I don't guess anybody else is. Like, my cousins, they just sleep. Like, nothing goes on mm-hmm. <laughs> down there. And, mm-hmm. My grandma and grandpa, they just, they never say that they're scared or anything. Unrelated to anything else we were talking about, Heather had to get off the phone before we finished our interview. So I scheduled a second interview with her, and that's what this part is. In this section, we get into some of the audio that she sent me. We play it. There's some EVPs and some other oddness that we talk about as well. We're resuming an interview that we stopped, oh my goodness, some weeks ago. So if the sound quality is different, it's because I'm recording on a different machine and we're resuming our conversation with Heather. So once again, how are you tonight, Heather? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you have a a few more stories to share with us, and then we're going to get your commentary on some recordings that you made. So go ahead and hit us with the other stories. Okay. So my cousin, I said um, last time we talked that he recently at a house on my grandparents' land. So he told, he was over here one day and we were just talking about our ghost stories and he told me that recently that they've been um, like renovating a bunch of stuff and um, I don't know if that like stirs anything up but I've always heard that it does. But he said that they'll wake up and the kitchen cabinets are all open and he said one day his wife had gotten their kids to sleep and if you look in the living room um, through the kitchen you can see into the bedroom and he said that he looked back there and he saw his wife standing by the bed but she was looking the other way not toward him and he got up out of the living room and he was walking to the bedroom 
and he went to grab her. And he said, when he went to grab her, nobody was there. (laughs) And, yeah, he said it freaked him out. But she was sound asleep in the bed with the kids. And, (laughs) yeah, about, I probably would have (laughs) left. I I probably would have walked through and been like, oh, we got to go. But, yeah. And then my sister's house, who was on my parents' land, this is recent within the last couple weeks, my sister sent me a video and she she didn't put any context to the video or anything. So I kind of miss what she was sending me. Anyway, it was a video of her mirror, her vanity mirror. And she was like, did you see it? And I was, I was confused. I was like, no, I didn't see you. I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't give me any context to the video of what I was should have been looking for. And she said there is a giant handprint on her mirror up in the corner. And her mirror is pretty high off the ground. Um, but the handprint was so big. She was like, it's bigger than her husband's hand. Like She was like, nobody could have come into their house and did that. Hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and then she... For the last week or two, she's been up all night. She said that she's been having really bad sleep paralysis. Um, she hasn't told me anything specific that she's been dreaming. The only thing I've mentioned to her, like the first thing that I saw in our house, at our parents' house next door to hers, was the lady by my bed, the lady standing beside my bed. And she was like, well, I don't know how I know this, but she's like, I know it's a woman in the room. And um, she said that she just wakes up and her heart's beating really, really fast. And she said that one of the times that she's had it, she wakes up and she's sitting up in the bed. I told her once I moved away from our parents' land, I said I, ne- I haven't had sleep paralysis since I left her. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know what's going on. Did she clean the handprint off the mirror? She did. I sent her, I told her, I, it was a couple of hours after I saw the video. I was at work, so I didn't get to see the video. As soon as she sent it to me, and I was like, wait, wait, you've got to send me a picture or another video or something that I can screenshot. And she said, no, I didn't clean that thing off. Hmm. And I was like, oh, Yeah. I was wondering if the, cause a lot of times these ghostly handprints will have like a, like a greasy consistency to them. So I was wondering oh, wow. if, if there was a, you know, any sort of thing like that, but she, she might've just cleaned it off without thinking about it. And I don't necessarily blame her. No, but I'll definitely ask her about that. I didn't, I didn't know that, but yeah, those are all the stories. <laughs> All I'm right. sure there'll be more that come up, <laughs> but as of right now, that's pretty much all of them. So I have this audio that I pulled off of some of your TikTok videos. Yeah. I'm going to play it through first, and then we can talk about it. We'll play it through and talk about it. They're uh, short clips. Here's the first one. Oh, my God. I- I'm not touching it. I'm- I see your skin is not on my phone. Um... Can you make the phone light go off, please? You're going to give us away that we're here. Are you, 
y'all. Um, um, art. What the f um, what? Let's get it back on the board. Um, God. my heart is pounding. Can you, are you the blue light? No. So, at the end there, when it says no, was that you or whoever was with you? It was who was with me. She, oh, the, okay. Yeah, the planchette I went to no. Oh, um, gotcha, but, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that, you can hear, I think that's the sliding in the planchette we hear in that video, yes. right? And did you say it was like kind of moving by itself? Yes. So the planchette moved so hard and it ran off the board. And so we're trying to get it back on the board without lifting our fingers up. Mm -hmm. And then the board just slides on the ground by itself. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and is the blue light you're referencing, is that the image you sent me? I think yes. it was a still from a video. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that blue light kept just popping up behind us. Like my cousin was sitting in front of me. So I could see behind her. She could see behind me. And we could both see behind her wife that was sitting to the side of us. I just kept saying the blue light's behind you. And then she was like, it's right behind your head. And we just kept going back and forth doing that. Oh, wow. And yeah. And then my camera phone. So the cemetery that we were at here in Columbiana, it is right on the main road. Like it is right in like downtown. I didn't know if we were going to get in trouble being out there, but the phone, my camera light just kept going on and off by itself. And I had the phone propped up and the only way that you could turn the, the flashlight on or the light on was to press the button to turn it on. And I was just filming for audio. Um, it was so dark and I didn't want to get caught being out there. So we didn't have the light on. Mm -hmm. And of course it just kept coming on, going on and off, on and off. <laughs> wow. That's a creepy one. So here's the second one. I'll play that and then we can comment on that. Because I, even when we first got here, I was like, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. What the f So where was that? At a place called Cemetery Mountain Road. And that's in uh, Talladega National Forest somewhere, or like the Mumford area. It's probably about two hours from Columbiana to get there just because it's down a long, long dirt road and it's super creepy. But yeah, that voice, I'm not sure what that was speaking um, beside me and my cousin, and I'm not even sure what it says. Yeah, so I isolated that. Well, let's go ahead and listen to the whole clip again. And then I isolated okay. that, uh, we'll call it an EVP. Because okay. even when we first got here, I was like, Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. What the f So you audibly heard whatever that was while you were there? Yeah, yeah, I did. So here, I isolated it. 
I boosted it and uh, did a little cleanup on the audio. So I'll play it and we'll see if we can see what we think it says here. Well, I know what I hear. And I don't know if this is, you know, creepy or not. I'll, I'll, let me boost the volume a little bit. I'll play it once more. Actually, I'll play it a couple more times. It sounds like it says find Jesus to me. Oh, really? To me, it sounds like, why aren't you leaving? Hmm. But I'm not sure, but it does sound like it's saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, wow. I, yeah, a lot of these are kind of up to interpretation. But it's very interesting that you heard that. You heard it out loud. A lot of times EVPs are just on recordings. You know, you, you hear them when you play back the recordings. It's like, oh, okay, there. But that's a weird one. And there were, how many people were there with you? There was three of us. Three, and it wasn't mm-hmm. any of you three? I, I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. pretty sure we were just sitting there. Because most of the time when we get to the cemetery, we'll just sit there and try to be quiet without like footsteps, you know, mm-hmm. interfering. And we were just all sitting there listening. But It sounds like a little kid's voice, too. It does. And then I, I did have another EVP from there, but I'm, it was on my old phone. Mm. And the story with Cemetery Mountain Road is there was a man, I believe, and he died up there. And something about his dog dying, too. So a man and his dog like haunt the cemetery. Um, I don't think that that's true, but... I think you can actually like Google Cemetery Mountain Road and like some stories will pop up about it. Mm-hmm. But I did get a man's voice talking and it didn't say anything that was that you could tell what it was saying. It was just like a grunt. Mm-hmm. But I heard that with my own ears too. That place is just is down this really long logging road. And you have to have like a four wheel drive vehicle to get there, or you won't ever make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just in the middle of the woods. I've tried finding it on Google Earth, and and I know exactly how to get there and everything, but I can't even find it on Google Earth. Oh, wow. it's it's a super little cemetery, just in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could remember how old the graves were, but. I can't remember, but they do have, as soon as you go into the cemetery, it's kind of like these little houses built over the graves for the kids that are there. I think there's three of them. It's really creepy, but it's not very big at all. Mm -hmm. And supposedly the whole road going up to the cemetery is haunted and people are buried all the way up to the cemetery. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go. Have to put it on my uh, list of places to visit one day. Please, I will take you. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll have to. I, I'm going 100%. I need to make a sort of a strange familiars tour, so I'll have to uh, arrange that. But Heather, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thank you for coming on Strange yeah. Familiars. If you. 
making any more weird recordings. We love playing them. I love hearing the EVPs and stuff. So please share them with us. Yes, I will. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story and get them out there. And hopefully other people will enjoy it. This is the fanciest ashtray I've ever seen, Allison. It's not an ashtray. It's not an ashtray. It's too pretty to be an ashtray. I would say, I'd say it's firmly in the realm of trinket tray. Trinket tray. I like the alliteration. Mm-hmm. It's fun to say, right? It seems mm-hmm. like something that like some mythical little creature would have or be making to put on Etsy. Yes. <laughs> like if you live in a mushroom house in the middle of the woods. Which I have been accused of. Yeah, that was right. That's what I was referencing. Like, this is kind of a funny story that someone met Tim and assumed that he would look a particular way based on this his is music. Back in the Stone Breath days, Stone Breath was playing. That was at CBGB's when we opened for Tom Rapp. And and someone assumed that you would look like a person who lived in a mushroom house and not Be, someone. Yeah, based on Stone Breath's music, they thought I would. I believe his comment was, I thought you'd be a lot smaller. Yeah, smaller. <laughs> so I guess he expected this fey little Mark Boland, the yeah, yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex kind of looking guy, but that was not me. Still isn't. Still isn't. <laughs> no. Maybe even less now. <laughs> I think, I wonder if I had short hair then too. There was different periods of stone breath where I would just shave off my long hair and then grow it long again. I mean, I might have even had short hair. I don't know. But you definitely... You didn't fit the persona of someone who lived in a mushroom house. No, I did not. I did not. Which I think is is a little... Did he say... Because he came up to me and said, he said, I'm looking for Tim Renner. And I was like, that's me. Uh-huh. And he's like, what? And he, he was kind of like incredulous, you know? Uh-huh. I remember he said, I thought you'd be more Elvin or something. Was it Elvin? Yeah, something like that. And I said, and that's when I said to him, I said, oh, yeah, and I live in a mushroom house deep in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) This idea that only certain people get to live in mushroom houses deep in the forest is a little bit of a, yeah, I think that's a personal choice. (laughs) (laughs) And later in the night, didn't he come up to you and say, tell you how lucky you were to have me? Yeah, and I'm sure there was not an ounce of sarcasm on my face as I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Uh, or it was probably like, oh, I'm lucky already. <laughs> <laughs> so back to our trinket tray. Which I realized would make, if you wanted to probably ruin it, would make the most amazing mold for Play-Doh ever, too. If you wanted to make little Art Nouveau Play-Doh yeah. sculptures, this would be the perfect trinket tray for this. Now, do you know if that dates from the Art Nouveau period, or is it later made to look like Art Nouveau? Well, that's the thing about it. All the ones that look exactly like this that I found online appear to be of the time. Now, they use those molds mm-hmm. like, that they make a lot of findings out of over and over and over again for a long time. So it's kind of hard to really ascertain when when it is. But I be- let's say this. It's not new. <laughs> On that, we can agree. It's sometime, I'm going to say it's sometime between the, the 1960s and the 1860s. 
Okay. It's a good time span. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Um, I think it's on the older side of that, though. Is that brass? It is. That's why I would say that it has a nice natural patina to it. So mm-hmm. I would say it's probably older. And it's beautiful. And it's a girl with long tendrils of hair that sort of become flowers. It's everything you'd want in Art Nouveau. Yeah, it really is. Beautiful girl, long hair, flowers. Great design. Yeah, great design. They were really masters of design, those Art Nouveau folks. All right. I'll take a photo of this. Okay. I'll put that photo in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That will probably correspond to a listing. If you click on that, yeah, I'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this and other curiosities of the week, those that are left. I don't know. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I hate when other people do this. Like one of my pet peeves in antique stores is when someone attaches how much something sold for on eBay. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, well, we're not, we're not on eBay right now. We're not. But, but but I'm going to sell this for a lot less of, than what it is on eBay. On eBay they sell it for? Someone between 80 and 100, but we're not going to do that. Okay. So click on the image. It'll take you to our Etsy mm-hmm. shop and the mystery price will be revealed. Yeah, I think it would also be nice because I, I have some other odd things to sell, which I, I feel like are related. And I have a medi- some medical models of disgraced IUDs. <laughs> Yes. And that's related to this how? Well, I mean, they're feminine. Oh, okay. And there's, um, some of them have a, like, sort of a beautiful sort of curvature. The Lippies Loop had a sort of a beautiful curvature to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dalcon Shield had, like, a nice little spider wet, or spider look to it, you know, until it... These are medical models, by the way. Yeah, this, yeah. These aren't, like... <laughs> they're very um, medical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to look at that and go... Hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just meant that they weren't um, reclaimed. Right. No, 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 that's <laughs> true. That's these true. Are, these were all fresh, fresh. Medical models. But they're just so bizarre. And I also think it's important to keep in our memories. It's women's history. Women's history. Yeah. and what Well, they, if anybody wants them, they can contact us. Yeah, yeah. I have, um, I have quite a few for sale. If you're in, or if you, you know, run some sort of feminist organization who would love an unopened IUD that, was part of a huge lawsuit later on. I mean, it's kind of a cool uh, yeah, document. I think, of, to me, of I think time. they're historical. Yeah, um, yeah. Doesn't really go with my decor, but <laughs> maybe with someone's. Yeah, you're more of an Art Nouveau fancy mushroom house related mm-hmm. Art Nouveau trinket tray kind of a guy. <laughs> I mean. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> While you're at our Etsy shop, you could check out our other offerings. What we have there. Among other things are Strange Familiars t-shirts, glow-in-the-dark and classic blue Awoken Tree designs, Strange Familiars stickers, patches. We've got some artwork there. A lot of the show artwork sells pretty quickly, but there might be a, a couple pieces of artwork that we use for Strange Familiars there. There's other originals. There's stuff from my art from my books and so forth there. There's prints of various pieces of art I've done. My books are there. And you're going to be producing some new merchandise soon, right? Yeah. Yep. We've got some, some... Some things in the works. Some things in the works. They'll be here hopefully this month. So we'll have some new merch. Limited edition. I didn't do a ton of them. But I wanted to try them out and see how they did. be nice if some of them were left for Albert Witch Day, which is actually not that far away. It's not. It's not that far away. What else is it at? So you have some antique photographs at Etsy. I have a flowered pass section in which you can find my handmade rosaries. 
they are selling nicely, and I really enjoy making them. I have to say it's like a very meditative process sitting there and making those. I, I very much enjoy it. I, I have like, that's I think that one of the parts that I really always liked about making beads, and I was really big. I like to make them on the chains, mm-hmm. like make them part of the chain, and it's just you get to a point where it really just kind of muscle memory takes over, and you really can kind of zone out while you're doing it. Like I was always amazed that I knew a woman who could crochet read a book and watch TV at the same time. Wow. Well, she did that amazing rabbit painting. Oh, she was also an insanely talented artist. Yeah. yeah who, who worked with a brush with one hair on it and would do amazing paintings of yeah, animals that are We have like, a, a print of, that's a print, right? Of yeah, her. yeah. It was one of her limited editions print, limited edition prints. So talented. So talented. Yeah. So I don't have that kind of ability. I've added single decade rosaries too, smaller ones. They don't, they're for people who are obviously less expensive. They're smaller. You can just throw them in your pocket. Single decade? Yeah. Okay. So like for people who are less than 10 years old? Normal rosaries have five decades. Oh. This is one decade. So you're just kind of recycling. Like you're yeah, using that you, one is you would for use five. That five. Or some, sometimes some people don't have time to do the whole rosary every day. They just do a decade a day. So. Is there um, a historical precedent for like which came first, like, I'm probably mispronounced this, but I know that those like, is it, are they Tibetan malas that are like a similar shape with the bottom part on it? Like, my guess is that they developed separately. It's just a convenient way to count prayers, right? Yeah, yeah. And my guess is they developed separately in each culture, and, and which would be older, I wouldn't know, but I do not know the actual answer to that. It's th- Brother Richard. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, this seems like a Brother Richard question. I don't know why we're like, <laughs> we can ask him. I do find it interesting when separate cultures spring up with the same idea at roughly the same period of time. Mm-hmm. And we just, we we have no ability to do that anymore because everything that anybody ever thinks or creates is immediately up for some form of... Yeah, absorbed into AI and, and Yeah, all and just absorbed world. into the greater culture and you and you can't see like, oh, these, these teenagers in Aya were, uh, were doing the same things like kids in Mongolia were doing at the same time. It's Yeah. If you're local... You don't even have to go to our Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. You can go to one of our empire of antique <laughs> stands at American Daydream in York, Pennsylvania. Allison has a coffin. I would really, really love for that to sell sometime soon because it takes up a lot of space. I hear there's now a skeleton added to the coffin. Yes. It's not a real skeleton. It's so if, this, if it hasn't sold by the time that this airs, it will have a skeleton in it. Make a great decoration for someone who would want a coffin. I'm not judging. We had one in our house yeah, for oh, like we 10 had years. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we literally just sold just, it because we need the room. Yeah, I literally just decided the space would be better used for your shelves. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only yeah. reason we got rid of it. My books are at that stand end or at our stand at Black Rose in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Would I hear. Uh, share with the experienced woodsman. Yes, Chad is with us over there. Uh, Chad told me he ran into a listener there. The other day, so thanks for stopping by. My books are at both places. Uh, we have a variety of things at both places. However, if, if you want the axes and the wool that Chad's bringing to the table mm-hmm. and the handmade knives that his buddy Tom is bringing to the table, hatchets, mm-hmm. wool blankets, lanterns, all that kind of Chad stuff, mm-hmm. that's at Hanover only. Mm-hmm. It's a Black Rose Antiques. We're in the back corner. <laughs> 
I'm told it's the cool stand. <laughs> oh, were you told that? I was told that. By who? Chad? <laughs> no, by Maddie. Oh, God. Well, our friends, yeah. She told us we had the cool stand. Well, she has the cool stand at Zelma, so. Yes, she does. All right. I guess that's it for this episode. Patrons will be doing another couple shows for you this month, um, going over Bigfoot Encounters from Pennsylvania. We're working through my book, Bigfoot in Pennsylvania, Encounter by Encounter. And, you know, that book's several years old now. And my, my feelings on Bigfoot have changed a little bit. You, know, you still love developed. them. I love Bigfoot, absolutely. And we're kind of going through Encounter by Encounter in that book. And then I'm, I'm sort of reading my thoughts on it that I wrote back then and seeing how, what has changed and you're giving your thoughts and so forth. So those are fun shows. We will continue those this month. My thoughts on Bigfoot, pretty much the same. As ever? I still love Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've, I've nudged you n- not towards belief, but towards acceptance, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I wanted to mention, I'm looking for a guest for Strange Familiars. Yeah, yeah. Creature encounters, whether it's Bigfoot or werewolves, what people call dog man. Mm-hmm. So like outdoor creatures, like when you're out and about? Yeah, but greys too. If people have oh, encounters with grey aliens. We'd love to get some creature encounters on the show. Do you ever have creature encounters that are just entirely positive and peaceful and loving where like like an oversized um golden retriever comes to your house and gives you a like a like a sweater or something? <laughs> I'd be happy for those too. Bunny man, we haven't had bunny man encounters in a long time. Mm-hmm. We had a nice run of bunny man encounters and we haven't had any bunny man encounters. And I love those. So if you've seen a man-sized rabbit mm-hmm. or a man in a rabbit costume and now, outside of Easter. Outside of Donnie Darko. In an odd situation, mm-hmm. we're sort of collecting those stories. Love to get some bunny man stories. We have Flannel Man has not been heard of very recently. No, we do tend to get a couple little flannel hints mm-hmm. here and there. But not, we haven't had a, a full-on Flannel Man story in a while, too. I feel like Clifford the Big Red Dog has not been seen as much since he has in the 70s and 80s. No, we have not gotten a Clifford encounter, but we might. <laughs> we might. You never know. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Familiars is a production of Dark Color Arts. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars. And you can find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com. And Alice and I, I save this for the end. I have a new sound effect. Okay. This is when... You're disappointed and then excited about something. Okay. I feel like that's that's practical. <laughs> I have that feeling a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
millions of the mouthless dead Across your dreams in pale battalions go Say not so things other men have said That you remember for you need not so Give them not praise For deaf how should Made all his 